Are you done yet? The podcast brought to you by Innovative E, tackling your work management challenges, a Microsoft Gold partner. Hi, and welcome to Are You Done Yet? Our podcast about work and project management. I'm Mike Taylor, president of Innovative E. I have with me Brian Quick. Hey, everybody. And our special guest, Gino DeGregoria. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. So, Brian, you want to kick us off today? Yeah, so we're back. Are you done yet? Um, we're never done, but uh, we we said we'd bring guests and friends, and we have this week. So Gino's here from uh, Bravo Consulting Group, um, and uh, Mike and I here from Innovative E, just working through your project and work management challenges. Um, and so Gino, um, we've got a strategic partnership going on between Bravo and Innovative E, and we're kind of synergizing together, if you will, at different accounts. Um, and uh, having a lot of overlap lately. But where we've come from a, a concentration in project and work management um, on the Office 365 platform, Bravo is coming at it from a different angle in, in uh, security related with uh, Office 365. And you guys do a lot of work with the government. Is that right? And that is correct, yeah. A lot of our you know uh, work for the past 12 years have been in the in the government side for the first 10 and now we're expanding and kind of building some strategic partnership with you with you guys and being able, trying to to expand beyond that right be able to provide more value to our customers uh with with these strategic partnership like you like you guys yeah it's been great um we've done a lot of good work for um there's an insurance company out of, of texas that we've been working with um and and that particular situation um, it's been pretty unique. I mean, it, it, it's almost like we talked about last time, Mike, with uh, what we called application rescue, right? right. Um, situation right, right. is that, you know, it, it had a SharePoint environment um, that they were working on internally. It wasn't quite working out the way they'd hoped um, for the purpose that they laid it out for. And uh, they had some stops and starts with some other firms and coming in and taking a look at that. And uh, we were able to team and pull together a team, not only like lending great project management to the uh, to the exercise and making sure that everybody was kept informed and that there was a we were marching toward a, a goal, but um, but also the expertise that your guys brought to the table in terms of SharePoint was really um, at a high level. Right. So um, what we did there is, like you said, we um, we were actually engaged with some other initiatives with with this particular client. And this thing came up and they're like, well, can you guys do this? And we said, we, we actually have a strategic partner that's really strong in the infrastructure side. Um, the SharePoint, they were running into some some really hard, pretty hardcore technical issues, a very large SharePoint implementation. So we reached out to, to Gino and he has guys on his team that are just top notch on this. And um, Gino, you know, it's it's been great. We're wrapping up that engagement now. We're just kind of moving into you know, their next steps of how they're going to return it back over to the customer. But they've done a really good job. You guys, I mean, the customer can't say enough about the, the team as a as a whole. No, thank you for the opportunity. And this is the this is exactly the, the what we want, right? Efforts where we don't have the expertise, but you do, and vice versa. So uh, I had a great you know great time looking at the environment and and been there. One of our folks used to work for Microsoft actually, and is very familiar with the kind of the ins and outs, especially from a SharePoint Online and and the records management component that he had in there. So. Uh, Luckily for us, we're able to kind of provide that value add and look good for your customer. And and it seems like there might be even a bigger opportunity to in the near future to help them. So, yeah, Yeah, that's that's really the best part of it is that we're able to to go in um, for one reason, Mike. Um, We were there for project management and then 
kind of talk about something else. And that's what I really like about Innovative E and our relationship with Bravo is that really um, we, we can expand uh, the conversation. We're, you know, sometimes it, it's about, you know, being brought in for one thing and then helping with more. And we're seeing that at, at different customers. Um, I know that there was one yesterday that you sent me, uh, Gino, where there's a, a financial um, services customer in Virginia that's having some trouble with project management. And you guys were already helping them with uh, Office 365. Is that right? Yeah, we were uh, kind of, they reached out to us and they said project server, project you know, management, and they were trying to look, they were leveraging like smart sheets or something like that. Yeah, right. You know, like this is a perfect opportunity. And this is what the partner is all about. You know, why, you know, why not leverage our partnership and send right. it over to you guys and keep your fingers crossed. I hope it, you know, turns out to, to be something. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. definitely an interesting conversation. We're having a lot of them lately. Um, even um, stuff that we would normally not be involved in, um, we're, we're getting a lot more kind of interesting conversations there, you know. With uh, just following up on the topic of application rescue, we had a, a conversation with a customer in New England uh, last week about uh, a, a screen scraping application that they've been using that's really out of date, um, and uh, they would need to refactor it for, for the future. Um, they talked about getting that into Azure using the Power Platform for some of that those capabilities. So that's a kind of exciting conversation that we've been having. Um, and then just the other day. Um, a conversation with uh, with another customer about just moving forward Office 365 on the whole. So, in these kind of times that we're in, um, you know, it is uh, April 23rd, uh, 2020, um, right in the middle of the the, the uh, quarantine, and everybody's still working from home. We're trying to be creative about the things that we can get involved in, leverage our skills and our community, our strategic partners to get things done for customers. Yeah, and I think that that plays really into something we talked a little bit about last week, but we're seeing more and more. We're trying to to, to listen a lot, right? There's a lot of things going on that our customers, us, you know, there's some new realities that everybody's dealing with. The work from home piece has obviously been a huge piece of it. Um, you know, how to make sure that you're using the tools and everything else. I think we're going to get to a story that, that Gino's got here in a minute about that with one of his customers. Um, but really listening and, and saying, what is it that these new realities and how can we help from kind of a thought leadership perspective? So we're really trying to approach it, not just from, hey, I've got this technical issue, but this whole idea of the application rescue and some of these other things that we're getting involved with. What the customers really want, they don't necessarily just want technical resources. They want somebody um, like the, the SharePoint issue you mentioned with the, um, the insurance company down in Texas. They, they told us, we want somebody who can come in and lead this. We've been trying, we, we've thrown technical resources. We've contacted Microsoft. We need an approach. We need somebody who can help lead this from a, you know, from a, a process perspective and make sure that we can move through it. So that's what we did with Gino's team. We, we came together, like you mentioned, Brian, and said, here's a process we're going to follow and here's the right kind of technical expertise. So it was really just the thought leadership and, and setting up the things that will ultimately and the defining, as, as you like to say a lot of times, Gino, defining the criteria for success. What does success look like? And, you know, they... They said, okay, the success looks like this, this, and this. And so we all collectively went in and we did those things and actually a little bit more. Um, and I think that's, in these in these times especially, a lot of folks are really needing that kind of, um, you know, leadership and and, and um, thought leadership and, and really partnering with the customers on where and what they need to do. Um, there's a lot of new emerging things going on. But, um, Gino, you, maybe um, this be, I know you were going to bring this up, Brian, but um, it'd be a good time to talk maybe a little bit about that. Um, you had big 
big yeah. customer that you had that you've had a lot of success based on the new realities of what's happened um, and Absolutely. they came back with some good feedback. That one big customer, yeah, that, <laughs> the government. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll, I'll touch here then in a, in a bit. I just wanted to kind of emphasize your the conversation as it relates to what the world it looks like now. I mean, it's completely global economy now changed, right? right. I mean, people that were fighting, uh, we were talking just in, May, uh, I'm sorry, in January or February with a customer about, you know, uh, they wanted an assessment for a security piece and they, they have all the infrastructure on, in, in, uh, on prem. And we were like, why don't you look at the cloud? Oh no, we're old school. We don't need, <laughs> we don't need to, you know, we right. want to keep everything secured, you know, and now this, and we are, we've been following up with this customer and they're like, okay, well, Given the situation, we need to we need to assess. We need to look at what what is that digital transformation look for us? It looks to us um, to make sure that we have everything that we need. Everything is secure. Our people can access this information. Our applications need to be converted, as you guys talk about that. You know, the, um, looking at those legacy applications and see how we can make them, you know, um, you know, ready to go for the users, right? For the mission at the end of the day, and it's. Um, it's a, a huge opportunity for for both of our com customers. I mean, both of the co companies to to maximize and, and provide value again uh, right. to the customers. So I'm I'm super excited. I know it's not a the best situation in the world, and you know, um, uh, from a you know the personal human side, but from a business perspective, there's definitely a lot of opportunity that we're going to be seeing you know this year, next year, and, and on. But coming back to the uh, to the customer that we're talking about, I'm going to give two examples. I can't say the agency's name, but one of them is a in a, on the intelligence community side, um, which um, it's a one of the one of the agencies out there, the three-letter agencies. They are actually given the the situation with uh, Zoom and what's happening with uh, you know being hacked and you know potentially you know bad people are trying to get information that way. Uh, they had a town hall, a town hall leverage a. Um, uh, Teams, Microsoft Teams, doing their live events, and it was amazing. I mean, it was to be able to, you, everybody, essentially, everybody was able to log in, to view. They had questions, you know, along the sides, and and the director at that agency was able to answer them. And very, very, uh, it was very interesting because you you see this individual at the highest level, and you know, he was right there and answering the questions that that at the, that were presented for for folks at the task level right asking about something about a project management piece and he was like so he was answering so it was really we would like to see the adoption of of the tools that both of our companies you know are using every day uh with microsoft so that's definitely a, a plus you know to see that customer another agency is this is more on the federal civilian side we were brought on back in october uh, for a two-year contract to support them on uh, Office 365 adoption and change management training as well. So um, they've been investing heavily into Office 365. They migrated and done a lot of things. Okay, so we were we were brought in. We provided a kind of a plan of attack. We've been training them. We didn't know about the COVID stuff coming up, right? And when March, when this situation hit, um, we were able to, or the agency was able to flip the switch and say, everybody's going remote, everybody leverage SharePoint, Teams, all the different tools that they've been training on. And if you don't know, here's a location where you can get all additional information. And they were able to flip it in a day without wow. very minimal, minimal, you know, impact, just a few calls, you know, to the yeah. help desk. And that's you know, amazing. There's, there's something to be said about, you know, there's, there's folks that did all this before um, the world turned upside down. 
and you know they thought about hey what's the best work from home strategy we could have what's the best um you know web conferencing service that we could be on that's going to be the most collaborative for our employees and then there were were folks that didn't emphasize companies that didn't emphasize that for one reason or another or didn't think it was for them or were on legacy systems um, where you're still dialing a number and putting in a code and a in a hash in order to get into a conference call and it's like so and so has left the meeting you know <laughs> and 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 we're, and we're on those still mike i mean depending on our, the customer that we're talking That's to right, right? and right. it just yeah. feels like it feels like you know so uh 2003 or whatever it is right so but but uh it's there i think that maybe folks that hadn't embraced it before the fear factor of working from home is probably gone by now they're got over the hump they trial by fire yeah <laughs> you know and one of the things that's uh, really interesting about this i mean you bring up a great example of somebody who got ahead of it um, for the very reason to to make sure that workforces were more virtually enabled and you guys did a great job of setting them up for success i was just talking with one of our customers just a couple of days ago it's very large um, one of the largest healthcare providers in the world and they were they this is a little different um, use case. This was more on the project management side. We've been helping them for the last couple of years. They had a vision to get to. They had no real project management system in place. They had a vision to get to where they could have you know a single source of truth that they could have they they could be more trusted by their business partners by being able to say, yes, we can do these things. We can rearrange these things. So basically they created a system based on the Microsoft tool set, Project Online and others, you know, Teams and SharePoint and those things um, that enabled them to have this in place. So then comes COVID and they had, like everybody else, they had a large part of their workforce that had to go home. They literally, they were telling me that they had to do a couple projects that they had to reprioritize, right? So they had to go to their upper management, their board folks, everyone say, we have these projects. And then first, very first projects that bubbled to the top were how do we get you know several thousand people to work from home? They weren't as far along as your customer. <laughs> um, so these projects, they executed within just a few days and, um, and by reprioritizing. And now they're still, now they're in the mode that they still have to do the projects that they had, um, some projects have changed, but um, now they're able to, through these tools that you mentioned and through the system that was already in place, they're still able to have the agility to, to continue to manage their business, to reprioritize their project portfolio and do those kinds of things to continue to, to serve. In this case, it is actually the public. So it's, um, you know, you mentioned that it's a very bad situation it's creating some opportunities for organizations, but it's great to actually, it's a great feeling to know that the work that we're collectively doing, Gino um, and Brian, is is actually helping uh, across the board. And it is really helping, in, in many cases, people be more effective, be able to do things and help improve the lives of folks and in case of sometimes actually save lives. So it's a really, yeah. it's a really important thing. You know, I'd like to dovetail on that because that's the exact customer we're talking about in that scenario where we were able to come in and show value with the project suite. Um, we also looked at, you know, Edison 365, lighting that up for that customer. Um, this is a medical customer. Um, but also, we recently introduced Gino to that customer. Right. So there are some other things that we can help with in terms of getting that Office 365 tenant um, onto Active Directory, um, doing single sign-on. And it's really, the, in that particular case, Office um, Project was the first workload to move in there. Mm -hmm. we, we started working with them a couple yeah. years ago. They had plans to move into the 365 and you know do their Azure um, Federation and all that kind of stuff, or ADE Federation. And now this, it, you kind of hit on this a little while ago, Gino, a lot of digital transformation efforts are now being accelerated because of this. And in this particular mm -hmm. customer, that's exactly what's happening. This is one of those projects that's coming right. up. 
as a, a more, you know, it's more of a hot project. They needed to get this done. And so we actually, as Brian said, we reached back out to Gina's team and talked about doing the federation. And 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 it and they're very interested being, you know, with PII and HIPAA requirements and everything else, they're very interested in maintaining the, um, you know, the security piece. And now that they're going to have a more distributed workforce and they're, they're you know, accelerating their cloud transformation, that those are components also that, that Gino's team can, can bring to the table. And that's what we've been pivoting for the past, three, four, five years, really, from a Bravo perspective. You know, we being a Microsoft shop, we've been doing a lot of, you know, deployments of SharePoint and, you know, starting, you know, and then in five years ago, started going into the cloud. But going into the cloud also requires, you know, a good understanding on the security side, especially from a government side, right? Mm-hmm. All the Fed ramp and all those NIST components mm-hmm. and bringing the right resources to understand, you know, the security, the technology, as well as the policies, right? To make sure that you we are doing the right things. But a lot of organizations now being forced to go to the cloud, um, their biggest fear is always security, right? And, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's later about, you know, at least three three tips that I'll give you guys, you know, if you're looking into get into the cloud from an Office 365, we can talk about that. But but it's it's that fear of, you know, what's gonna happen to my data? Where's it gonna go? How am I gonna secure it? How are my people gonna access yeah. it? What if they, you know, what if they go into it and all of a sudden they lose a, a laptop, a device, you know, how do we, uh, um, make it simple not only simple but then also hard for the bad people to come in and do something bad yeah. to, to that data it's, right? because it's critical yeah. yeah you'd be surprised especially when you talk about the healthcare all this you know issues and violations and, and fines that people are are getting right uh, because mm. they're losing you know they're not being compliant um, it's something that scares a lot of people going to the cloud. But now with this big push, that priority of those projects have come up, but mm-hmm. with security in mind in the forefront because it, you have to, you know, you yeah, can't it's just- all about security. What what are those three things? Like if you were to say, Gino, um, thinking about using Office 365 for your organization, yeah. doesn't matter who you are. You could be the, the local um, Hallmark franchise, you know, shop down the street or you could be the dod what are the three basic things you should think about when using office 365 absolutely and so now microsoft is making it easier and easier especially when you move to that is the the first one is and a lot of people are they call it two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication uh that allows the you know the administrator to enable that for all your users and it makes it very simple gives the user options they could be they can receive a text right to authenticate themselves they can receive a phone call, you know, with a to their cell phone, or they can, if like, for example, some of our folks are on the skiff, right? Uh, me- meaning it's a secured environment, but they do have access to a, a to a phone that they can put that number, they pick it up, and they can now check some, you know, our corporate emails if they need to, right? If it's necessary, um, and uh, so there's different options uh, that allows us a so multi-factor authentication. Number one. Uh, Why is number- having another factor of authentication important? Just for the people you know that might be watching that aren't familiar with that. What, what's the first factor? First factor is your username and password. Yeah, username and password. It's, right. it's too valid. Like if you lose a username and pa- or yeah. a password, right? Somebody hacks it. That's one, and they can log in. And and, and if you have administrative, that's you it, know, right? access or whatever, they can. Whatever <laughs> yeah. they can. That, that's that second. It's important because it's it's tied to you, right? It's right. tied to your right. you know, that like phone. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's like it can be a text, it's a con- or you can even download an app called the uh, Microsoft um, Authenticator. You right. know, where you put a piece of uh, piece of code. Through, it's like know. so easy. All I do is it comes to my iPhone for multi-factor, and I just scan yeah. my thumb, and I'm done. I mean, it's really right. non-obtrusive. 
nobody should be saying, oh, my gosh, you know, that sounds like an extra step. I mean, right. we're on our phones all day long anyway, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. And they're always with us, right? It's never very far. <laughs> so uh, multi-factor authentication. So that's it's that's one. one. Yeah. The second one is is uh, password changes. You know, okay. some organizations you see that, you know, it's unlimited. You don't change it for, for a long time. Right. Some people have it like, you know, 180 days. Um, we recommend, uh, you know, for a tighter environment, 60 days. You 60 know, day password uh, changes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 60 to 90 days, you know. And so, there's no, I mean, that's just a pain in the neck. Let's be honest. I mean, it is. like every time our administrators ask me to change my password, it's, it's disruptive. Um, I have to do it on my phone and on my PC, but it's just the only way to keep things locked down, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and don't make it like a guessable version of the previous one, right? Right. And there, there are tools out there that we that it kind of helps with that process so you can, you know, remember one password and then in the background it changes for you. So there's, we can talk yeah. about that enough if people are interested, but, but I, I know the pain point for, for, for <laughs> having <laughs> Personally, too, like, oh, man, here we go again. I got to change. Here we go. Yeah, it's going to be that kind of morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. But, but uh, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, it's a necessary evil, though. You can't you can't really avoid that one. So, yeah. Yep. The, the last one, I said the third one is uh, guest accounts. Um, oh. So, for example, you know, Teams or SharePoint Online, if, if your environment is enabled, you can you can uh, invite people that are not part of your organization to come in and view your data, view your content. If you're working on a, for example, for in companies like ours, we're in the government contractor. We we're going after a, a a proposal for an agency, and we're bringing two to three other companies. Right. right. We have a process where we we stand up a Teams location to to manage all our proposal activities, different channels, different things, and we invite these folks, our partners, to come in and give them access to certain areas. Right. So. We we can now collaborate so much more it's so much easier to collaborate in this environment than sending mm -hmm. emails back and forth oh, yeah. of that proposal which you know i mean we, mike you and i we, we've worked on proposals and you, we've leveraged teams to the max right Absolutely. And, <laughs> and you know we we maximize our time we're able to spit out a proposal what like in a week i think one of yeah. our local opportunity if i remember yeah. correctly yeah. Yeah. um but the guest accounts once you create it you need to make sure you're paying attention to who you're giving access to those guest accounts, mm. right? And and every month go in there, have a report that we provide to our customers. Say, here are your guest accounts. Are they still good or not? You know, if they're not, then let's take them out. And if you need them, you can bring them on. Just Got to it. keep another way of cleaning your, making sure your environment is clean of unauthorized access, because you never know how yeah. the hacker come in. You know, there could yeah. be a flaw or something. You never know. And there's so, a lot more to you know the M365 suite than than those three things. But those are like <laughs> table stakes right exactly of, exactly yeah no matter who you are <laughs> exactly. yeah, yep. yeah. So, you can they, they make them trying to make it very easy microsoft is but they, mm -hmm. they know having someone a company like innovative or bravo come and help and give you kind of the roadmap here's you know there's a score um secure score essentially mm -hmm. on what your where you score in your security in your industry and it gives you a really nice we'll provide that you know assessment and provide that to you guys to the customers and kind of break it out nicely so but there's a lot of more things that can be can be done uh to make sure that your environment is secure okay. great so gino you might say that this relationship between bravo and innovative e is taking off that was a nice cue up i know what's coming next so uh yeah so tell us a little bit about what you do in your free time 
in my free time um, is essentially I'll share my screen here. Uh, we are. Uh, ah. <laughs> Look at that. That was a great day. I've been flying, and this was two years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, we were. I've been flying. I'm a pilot, so I've been flying for the past how long? Uh, seven years now. My son is seven. Yeah, I, 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 my third kid. Before my third kid was born, I said, "Look, if I'm not getting, if I don't get my license right now, I'm never going to." So, <laughs> uh, I, so I got my license days, or I think maybe it was a few weeks before my son was born, my third one. <laughs> so I was like, "Yes," and I've been working towards it. You know, what I'm flying now is. It's a twin Cessna. Um, uh, I'll show you here, guys, in a second. Um, I'll come back wait to you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Who's got the controls on that one? I'll come I back to that wanna... one. I'll come back to that. <laughs> one. Um, it was a scary moment, but I'll come back. To that. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> but you know, that's Mike and I. That's the the, the airplane. It's a 1979 Cessna 310R model R, and it's two engines. And, um, you know, we're talking about security here, right? And one of the reasons I got into a, a multi-engine um, airplane is for the redundancy, right? Well, and, that, that, I like that idea. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. You know, and a redundancy of making sure if one of them fails, we got the other ones, you know, to, to continue. <laughs> and and, and the, the saying is, you have another one, but not to like continue to your destination. You have another one to get you to the ground, right? <laughs> so um, I've, I've been I've been I've been enjoying flying for you know for this long. Take my family to different places, and I really been able to maximize it to uh, for business. Going to meet with partners, meet with customers, you know, Florida, North Carolina, Ohio, and different things, and and it's really shrinks the world, you know, to 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 be able to get places. I can get to from Virginia, where I am, uh, have my office, to Orlando, for example. It's three hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, you that's know, amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. the well, other that's great. I mean, that looks like fun. It looks like you guys had a great time up there, but you didn't really let him uh, at control the plane did you I mean I that did. I said you know your control <laughs> and I closed my eyes and you know we started going to the left a little bit down I was like no no, no hold on hold on <laughs> no, I'm just kidding he did well now, what was that like I think Mark? it was the <laughs> angle you done that before uh I've I've done it you know I've actually been in simulators before like real simulators Microsoft took us to a place and did it, it was like a top gun thing and um but it was actually different actually sitting behind the wheel and 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 really you know because the plane's really moving it's not just like a simulator and um at first it was, yeah, it actually was, you know, starting to drift a little bit. But he, to his credit, he didn't take the wheel back from me. He could have. And he just said, no, just pull, pull back a little and and, and go. And so start following the line. And it, was, it wasn't really that bad. But, of course, we were that wasn't the hard part. It was just up in the air. But um, it's kind of like driving. But then you've also got up and down. So um, it, yeah, it's it was, kind of like it was, a project plan, right? Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. Ups and great. downs. Yeah, was, we had a so great time. Sort of like um, the engagements that we'll have with Bravo and Innovative E. Sometimes we take the wheel, and sometimes uh, Bravo takes the wheel. So yep. it's kind of a good analogy. So that's fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yep. trust the keyword right there. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> without the fall part. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Trust so. So Gina, what what is it like to what's different about working with the government than the private sector um, in terms of these types of Office 365 engagements, additional considerations, things that you have to do a little bit differently? It's almost like because I think of it like you've done probably gone through more diligence and had more security conversations than like a usual customer. So going back into the private sector, which right. is something we've talked about, you'd like to get into a little bit more is is like easier. 
Right, right. It's a little <laughs> bit of change of pace for sure. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, first, the, the, I always say two, two major things, one or maybe three, but one is the transactional process, right? Uh, when you're, you know, working with the, with the government, uh, they really need to vet training. Obviously, you're, you know, whether it's in the IC, federal civilian, they want to vet who the companies are and what, what they're providing. So there's a, there's a long, you know, procurement life cycle of that sometimes. It could be as quick as you know six months, and say quick six months, or it could be as, as long as two, two to three years. People are kind of working and positioning themselves, and you know going through the different requirements that they require. You know certifications, resources, whatever they are. I mean, it's a list of things that we that 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 takes care of that. Compared to the commercial side, you know, leveraging relationships or talking to folks. You know, our the way we approach the our commercial customers is, you know, we've been supporting the 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 intelligence community, the DoD, and secure in their environments. You know, yeah, we we would like to share that with you guys and help you get to that level as well, right? So that was yeah. So transactional uh, is one, and then the second one is uh, the policies, right? Policies okay. and procedures that government you have to follow and like NIST and FedRAMP and you know those are put in place to protect the you know their environment as well as you know our warfighters out there or the federal you know uh, environment and um, there are certain policies that some organizations in the commercial side need to follow especially in those regulated industries right that you know ha having um, that experience in the government allows us to talk to it to some of those gov other government contractors that don't have the technical savviness to get to the cloud to secure their environment. Right? We can easily help them speak to that. And in the healthcare side, you got the you know the the HIPAA and all the NIST things that they have to follow as well. And then even in the financial sector, there's a lot of pieces that you know that need to be yeah, reg yeah. regulated. So which you're very familiar with that, Brian. So you know yeah. so that. Those are the biggest things, you know. But at the end of the day, technology is technology. Everybody yeah. is is looking for to to make their lives easier, right? What's in it for them, so they can perform their work, their mission at the end of the day, and the other one, and make sure that they're secure, right? Yeah. Their information, their data, all of that secure. Those are the two areas that the underlying, you know, the common denominators there. How yeah. they go about and getting it—that's where you the, the biggest difference is, right? Yeah, and what 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 level of rigor that you need to add to it too, because you know sometimes we don't want to put in too much security right on the suite or leverage every bit of what's available if it's not absolutely necessary, because it does add additional diligence and and additional steps to the administration and to the, on the user part. Yep, it's yeah, a balance. Is that balance for sure? Is that you know governance, right? And 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 security, compliance, they all kind of go hand in hand. It's like you can make it very secure and very hard for the user to do what they need to do, or you need yeah. to find that balance where you know it's perfect for them, it's it's perfect for the back end, and, and the security to be to be taken care of. So it, and it varies by organization. It sure. varies by by you know in the government space, and it varies by uh, in the commercial space as well, right? So yeah, yep. that makes perfect sense. I saw you disappear there for for a second, Mike. But uh, yeah, you're back. Yeah. I am. I, <laughs> you I, I know, don't. it's it's the nature of working in teams, you know, and working from home. Some of you have probably noticed that uh, Mike's got his, his regular background, but Gino and I are using the custom backgrounds in Teams. Um, let's have a little background party here for a minute, guys, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, explore the space. What's out there? Yeah. This is a this is a new fe new feature, a relatively new feature that's been added to teams and uh it's it's kind of fun you know you can add you can change your background here i'm i'm uh 
in the balloon land. Um, and, you know, oh, so psych very psychedelic. Um, Gino, yeah. good choice um, there. And Mike's on the beach. I'm in the space, man. I, I'm I'm yeah, you really explore the space there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, someday, if, if someday, man. Someday we'll be going up there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, now I'm in a loft in, in New York City, um, just uh, in my personal space here. Oh, Mike. I'm um, in a space station. <laughs> looks like a cartoon. Yeah, excellent. Oh, and uh, Gino's in Minecraft. So it's fun. It's fun. And I heard that what's coming next uh, from Microsoft is adding your own background. Yeah. So you'd be able to, yeah. to put your own backgrounds on there. So that's kind of exciting. Makes it all fun for us working from home here during the uh, coronavirus uh, situation. Absolutely. But, uh, so what else, guys? I mean, um, we've covered a lot of bases today, you know, and talked about you know, extensively about the relationship between Innovative E and and uh, Bravo Consulting, you know, kind of our history, our background, how we can help customers, a little bit about the government, about security. So uh, anything else uh, we wanted to cover today? Well, I'm sure we can we could go on a lot of <laughs> continue to talk about you know, these, these these customers that we brought up are just a small fraction of the customers that Bravo and Innovative E work with, and and we are seeing these new opportunities uh, of, of different ways of of doing things that our customers are coming up with. So um, excited to to continue to do that with Gino and our customers, and um, and see how you know we can help people navigate this new reality. Oh, one last thing, I mean, to, just to close the loop on what Mike yeah. is saying or add to it, you know, it's really, it's, you know, I appreciate both of you guys allowing me to, to participate and, and share, um, you know, this partnership because, you know, again, it's, it's, a, it's, it's about partnership. And, you know, if you look at what Microsoft and, you know, the CEO has been doing for the several years, he's really embracing the whole community, the ecosystem, you know, don't, don't just look at it and be selfish, right? <laughs> let's right. look at, let's look at it with the mindset of, why not work together, create that win-win we'll, that will help our, our customer, the end user at the end of the day, right? It doesn't right. matter. Well, there's so much opportunity, so much uh, so much companies in need of our services. Uh, well, let's work hand in hand. And, and I very much appreciate you inviting me. And I look forward to, to being part to, uh, in, in future, you know, uh, podcasts and maybe Absolutely. sharing some successes. Yeah. Let's do it again. This was fun. So episode two, Mike. Episode two. Yeah, maybe the third one someday yeah. down the road we'll do one from Gino's plane. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> fun. I like that. <laughs> uh, uh, that was fun, guys. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us. For are you done yet? Next week um, or whenever we get to it, Mike and I will have a uh, demonstration and a conversation with uh, Tad Haas from Edison Three Sixty Five. Um, until next time, uh, this has been Are You Done Yet? Thanks for joining, everybody. Thanks, Gino. Thanks, Brian. Take care, everybody. Bye, bye. Bye. Mm -hmm.